1: light years happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday andy
2: oh i appreciate you brother ah 31 years old yeah what's it like turning 40 you know i i think i mean, didn't
1: think I, you turned 40 before me but you did
2: i dude i feel 40 right now actually i feel 60 right now um what? so so what it was like has it been like 10 years eight years i think since since we've kind of uh started the show since we've met I feel like I've gone through four different phases of my life, uh doing the light year I didn't have I didn't have
1: gray hair when I met you did not <laughs> have gray
2: hair. you did not have gray hair. I think my hairstyle I had a top knot when we first met I, I had my hair down I'm on my shoulders We oh, skype yeah, we did use skype yeah it's it's um wow, it's been I'm out minute. here, I'm out here in the peninsula now, that's the other thing, right? so just once you turn thirty, I think you start you start like. You know, it's too loud. You, you, Things are too loud. I,
1: I, I don't let the goons know where I live. So um, you know, <laughs> I'm oh, omnipresent. I'm in I'm in every barrier county. I'm like Fitz from Fairfield to San Jose back up to to you know Oakland to San Leandro, you know. Did I
2: see Fitz? Did I see you drop a Fitz picture today? What the hell what's going on? Yeah, Fitz is, what is, is doing
1: some preseason Niner games because oh, he's the best. No. I think I by the way.
2: Oh, I need it. I did not know. Wait, are you serious? Is he really doing preseason games?
1: Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, he's look. I mean, he's good, dude. Like, that's the funny thing. Fitz is an elite play-by-play guy. the The little extra stuff he does is hilarious. But like, he calls a good
2: game. I, that's that's what he does like we always uh the olympics he's always been great um yeah he's you always he called get, great he, basketball
1: games you think he gets that gig because he sucks at it come on man. you know like, <laughs> yeah, well,
2: it's, it's like well he could be like who's he slurping right uh, i guess team usa but like he's actually good he's actually show, which, showing which, up
1: to the showing up to the interview in a red white and blue
2: tie in, the, <laughs> in a suit in a, in a he's just captain america shield on he's just yeah. just walking around I now that I know that he's going to be calling Niners games. I don't like Greg Papa. I think he's. I know he's off. I know he's famous and he's been doing this forever and he's the voice. The voice of the Raiders, but Sam, I don't really like his style. I don't like the touchdown uh, Niners call. I think that that's pretty. I think that one's pretty weak. Um. I, I guess I it doesn't feel, it true. doesn't
1: feel authentic, right? does not do it for me.
2: Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me, but um, who's to say like, who was, who was doing Niners games before? They weren't doing it for me either. Like it's uh, then I just don't have a guy. It feels.
1: Like. Nah. And I mean, football's it's such a like national it. thing. If you're good, you don't have to deal with that. Anyway. True. You're You're listening to the Monday night crew, the Sunday night crew. Yeah. You Collinsworth just going, here's a guy. Yeah, you know, so Well, I,
2: I would say before we get started then that the that's what people should be doing is they should be watching the games on playback because they don't want to yeah. be watching Papa, you know what I mean? That's what that, they that's should be true.
1: doing. That's true. That's true. That yeah. reminds me before we get to it, mm. Andy and I are going to do a, re, a few rewatches in the offseason. This is breaking news. Andy and I are going to do some rewatches of your favorite Warrior games on playback between now and camp. We may do one this week, or we may start next week. You know where to find us on Twitter. We'll make sure you know about it as soon as we know. Um, But we're looking to do one rewatch a week, and then we'll do a Spotify Live conversation about it. We're starting with Boston, Game 4, Steph's Masterpiece. But we're also going to do OKC 2016, Game 6. We have a lot of nominees, but I'd love to hear from you guys what games you would like to see us do a rewatch of it's going to be really cool because a rewatch on playback, we're not going to actually have to sit through the commercial break. So it's only going to be like an hour and a half max. And just come on, man. Both Bay Area te- baseball teams suck.
0: Hmm. um
1: Football isn't starting for a while. And even if it does, it's only on weekends. What else are you going to do on Thursday night? Was- outs- <laughs> what else are you going to do on Wednesday night? Hang out with your family? Come on, man. Damn <laughs> and it, Andy. are more fun.
2: <laughs> Objective facts. Plus, these are the best games of the past decade that we're going to see. I'm excited. Uh, I don't think I've watched Game 6 OKC in its entirety uh, since it happened. Obviously, highlights, all of that. Um, I haven't. Uh, so it'll be fun for me to watch it in its entirety. I, I remember uh, where I was. I was in Vancouver. I remember how drunk I got, all that stuff. But I don't remember. I haven't watched it
1: lot uh, sober uh, since then, Sam. So it should be a treat uh, when we do it. I've watched it a couple times, but it's like, uh, for me, it's the most the most rewatched game I've ever rewatched. Mm. Some of the other ones I haven't, re- like, I have not watched game four against Boston since Seth put on that masterclass. Really? I've watched it 16 times already. Yeah, see, wow. see, D- different strokes. Um, I want to watch that one again. There's obvious, there's a ton of classics. Drop in the mentions what you want us to rewatch. We can get, we'll probably get like four of these out before camp starts, at least yeah. something like that. it would be a good time. Um, Speaking of that, we know the Warriors camp will start on the 24th what a segue. Jesus. of September, and they will be going to Japan to play the Wizards. Shout out friend of the show, Andrew Sharp, um, who hates the Wizards, but, you know, whatever. Um, but we also now are starting to get leaks. The full schedule should come out this week, and we know the Warriors will open the season Against the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, it's just—you you knew that
2: was coming. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Over/under does Draymond thank LeBron or Steph first?
2: <laughs> I tweeted that he's gonna get his ring, turn around, walk over to the LA bench, look at LeBron in the eyes, and be like, "King, you deserve this." And I just peek. thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> you are the reason. By you the way, congrats, are the reason.
1: Congrats to Dream for getting married. But yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Um, that's right. Are you? How do you feel about them playing the the Lakers? I think opening?
2: if I think if you're the NBA from their perspective, of course you make you do this. I mean, what is there any other basketball team that you would rather do on NBA opening night than the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James at Chase Center, watching Steph Curry re- receive his fourth ring? Are you, There's not a better matchup. Are you not tired of this? I'm not. (laughs) Okay. I'm not. I'm not because the Warriors win. So you can't even tell me that there would be a bad, like I wouldn't be tired of anything. Also, I think the Steph LeBron stuff will never get old. I don't think anyone will ever get tired of it. I think it shows in the ratings. um, And I think that the, the NBA, this, this quote unquote rivalry or, or kind of like matchup only has so many years left. Sam, like there's only two years left of this right? Like LeBron's about to be 40, right? And Steph's got a couple years of his pro- like maybe more than that, but there's not much time left. The NBA's got to throw as many of these out there as before it ends, right? And I so I think that's, this is the best possible way. And I think it sets up a... um if you're the NBA, you think maybe the the, the Lakers make a comeback this season, maybe the good it does set up like a Warriors, Lakers rivalry
1: this postseason, maybe. I just I just need Russell Westbrook there. As long as Russ <laughs> is playing, I'm happy. Um, I do agree with you on the the macro point. Like as much as I've seen this matchup, like I don't know how many more years I'm gonna see Stefan LeBron play. So I might as well enjoy it while it exists, you know. Like yeah. it, you always you get a little extra from LeBron against the Warriors. That's the ultimate sign of respect. It's the ultimate sign of respect that you get a little more there. So it, it makes it a little more, you know, it makes it fun. um Now, is the team amazing? Eh, you know, <laughs> whatever. But what? It's gonna Not be Troy fun. Troy Brown, Troy Brown, fat. Um, um, I yeah, I, I just I don't think Lonnie Walker's getting it done for them. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I I I
2: think that um we're at the phase phase of the LeBron um against the Warriors era where it's just appreciation now. I think a lot of us are just sitting here, and it used to be a lot of hate, right? It used to be a lot of a lot of uh you know screw this guy. I don't want everything he does is annoying. I think I'm at the stage as a Warriors fan where it's like, I mean, dude's amazing. The Warriors are amazing. They play each other. Like you said, LeBron's always like he somehow always makes his threes when he plays against the Warriors. It's extremely annoying. So he's going to go and he's going to be amazing in game one. So I'm with you. Uh, the other part, like you said about Russ, is probably the funniest one is that I think it's it's like a little it's not talked about enough anymore, I think. But when you talk about someone like Russell Westbrook and, and, and Chris Paul and James Harden, those guys used to be talked about as the same tier as Steph. And we, even in the last five years or so. Right. And, and those is all, it's always been talked about that way. And now you look at it and 2022, October 18th comes around and Russell Westbrook is on
1: the Lakers. He's going to be playing complete side note, complete side note, like, Irrelevant. Know it, irrelevant. not, you not it's just, you know, that that's part of why I would like him to play as a word fan. It just makes me laugh. I, I laugh at people who would, I remember people being like, he's more all around this stuff, like all around it, what? <laughs> at what, at what? You know, like, but whatever, um, a lot more screaming, a lot more yelling, uh, certainly
2: more athletic. But that was pretty much the only thing. And uh, I just I just think it's crazy. Now, now you look at it and you look across the court and nobody gives a shit about Russ anymore in a way that actually matters. Everyone just makes fun of him. Right. And it's not like Russ is like, I don't know if he's washed, Sam, like he could still average 20 points on any team in the NBA. It like, just he doesn't gets, matter. It's yeah. just not on the same level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. No, never was. Never was. No, but now it's like, now it's accepted fact. Yep. Um, yep. The other thing we found out is the Warriors are going to get the Memphis Grizzlies on Christmas. Uh, perfect.
2: I mean, NBA, I think the NBA is doing it right. I love the NBA schedule on Christmas. I think they've got a fu- bunch of fun games, uh, including my Nuggets, uh, who's just your classic if you're a hipster NBA fan. But not. Uh, I almost said Niners because we have Akash coming up next. Um, but War- Warriors, Grizz, I mean, that's the next, that's the next phase of the NBA, right? Uh, that's the that's the upcoming rivalry that's gonna be amazing. They're maybe most likely gonna play in the postseason again. Jaw doesn't like the Warriors. Taylor Jenkins, vice versa. I mean, it's not like bad hate, but it's like they obviously don't like each other. Um, it's perfect, Sam. They've gotta pitch this. This is this is Steph versus Jaw. This is what makes uh, uh, sports amazing. I mean, there's no other matchup. Who who else should have been there?
1: I, don't think there's no I, I agree with you. I'm kind of glad they didn't put Boston because uh, we'll see Boston later and that'll be fun. And uh, I think Memphis is in some ways the most fun matchup here, just because there's such a generational contrast at this point, the Warriors are the old guard, they're the Spurs, you know, whatever it may be. And whether you believe in Memphis or you don't, whether you find them annoying or not, Good. there's a nice yep. like contrast to them makes it a little more fun. Uh, to deal with. And I, you know, I kind of like that. I like that they're willing to come out the Warriors. Yeah. I don't think they'll win, but I like the fact that they're willing to do that because it makes it a little more fun and you want to feel, you want to feel a little annoyed. Yes. You want a little Dylan Brooks annoying. the yeah. You want a little, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good theater. Um, I think it's probably the best matchup that they could have had. My hot take is I think Minnesota will be better than Memphis this year. Oh, but no one there's no Memphis, wow. there's no Minnesota Warriors animus. So it wouldn't have made sense to go that route, you know. Uh Minnesota,
2: I think, has a has a gripe to be on there, but I think you gotta prove yourself a little bit. You don't just get to uh you don't just get to be in a Christmas game after you lost in the first round. I mean, they did get a go bear. I'm with you, they're gonna be a good team. Um, one thing that dude do- does Big suck –
1: man fan. Yeah.
2: We all are. I, I think I wasn't in the pre-draft. People let me know um, that I was wrong. I'm not. A, I'm not a draft guy. I'm not, a, I'm not. Turns out I'm not a scout. Um, Jerry Jackson might be out. That that part kind of sucks. So I, I hopefully hopefully he'll he'll get healthy there by uh, by December and, and
1: yeah, it, it doesn't look like he'll be back by then. But it's kind of in the in between.
2: Fingers crossed, right, with him. I'm, um, I'm think,
1: looking at the injury timeline right now, and it's what like, was his
2: injury anyway. Was it like uh, a? I know he had the meniscus beforehand, the James Wiseman. What, is, what
1: does he have now that he's going to be out for so long? Kind of sucks. He has a uh, foot injury. Yeah, I was right. Four to six months. Oh, never good. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, he's a big man. I, I don't think he's coming back on the, the. If it was four months, he'd be back before yeah. Christmas yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, four months would put him at Thanksgiving, six months puts him at the end of january yep. so i think it's unlikely honestly like and, and honestly they're gonna be good enough that they, there's no reason yeah. to rush them anyway um so. you're, you're a fan of uh you're a fan of uh <laughs> i i think the christmas guy. i think the nba
2: did it right i mean the nfl is playing on christmas now so i think that's part of like the nfl is kind of saying an fu to the to the nba right they're like hey we're gonna do we're gonna go on your biggest day and we're gonna kind of take we're gonna kind of take uh the, the the eyeballs away from you right but i think the schedule is great man bucks celtics two best teams in the east uh sixers knicks yeah no, the next eh. Suns nuggets that's a good one uh I, i'm a fan of that one
1: i'm i mean i'm just a full hipster but i would have liked to see a minnesota uh a cleveland an atlanta uh, um you know that that's me i would i like some of those up- you out teams. uh the knicks are 100 of out. course yeah, um uh-huh. i also don't need to watch philly like yeah. The most underrated thing in the NBA is Joel Embiid is on the Harden, Chris Paul, overrated choker list. Also He's hard to good, watch. Also hard to watch. Yeah, it's just not my, not my, whatever. He's good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like, whatever. I don't need to deal with him. Um, also, Phoenix, get rid of Phoenix. Like, they're not good. I mean, it's just, come on, man. I, you guys stop? need to
2: see the Sam hand wave, by the can way. You guys st- <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
2: God just dismissing yeah. the fuck out
1: of this. I thing. I think they're frauds. I think they're just bigger frauds this year. Like you, Chris Paul, Devin Booker and Deandre Ayton. I the Warriors might beat them in 6 games without Steph Curry. Like I think <laughs> Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson and Draymond get it done. Like they don't they're not a serious team to me. Oh. Uh, I you know I like you know I take Memphis seriously even though I think the Warriors are better than them. Phoenix I don't take seriously. I'd rather like I've, it's just it's not a thing. We've it's seen never going to be before. a thing. Yeah. No, it's like they're – it's whatever. Anyway. Yeah, Clippers,
2: I would have been okay with the Clippers. Um,
1: yeah, Clippers, I'm a little more like, will they be healthy on Christmas. You know, like that sort yeah, of that's thing. That's true. That's true. So I, kinda, I, didn't, game, game, I yeah. didn't put them on my list because they – while their ceiling is super high, they're not a uh, regular season uh, team for me. Cleveland so. and
2: Minnesota are, are some good ones. I think I'm with you on those. Well, Darius Garland
1: and Evan Mobley and Jared woo-hoo. Allen, like they're nice. They're nice. I, 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 you guys know I don't want to give Cleveland props, but they are nice. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's get to, uh, we got a special guest coming up next.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Andy Lou, we got a special guest joining us this week.
2: This is a uh, most exciting show that
1: I've been a part of in months. Months. Oh, yeah. oh you mean uh, that's just like a polite way of saying the giants have been a miserable watch for you <laughs> for the last like like you, you get off the Warriors high, and then you're just stuck watching like a team where Yaz is the best player. Yep. It's like yeah. I don't even I actually don't even know who that is.
2: I don't even know who <laughs> the, the Giants are. So we we are here today to talk about some fun stuff.
1: Um so that other Bay Area team, not the Warriors, not the Giants, not the A's, uh, not the one in Las Vegas who's no longer a Bay Area team, the uh, the 49ers played their first preseason game. And from uh, Niner Nation, we got Akash joining us, who, by the way, very successful first watch party there on, uh, on playback on Friday night. I will say this. This is how I know Niner fans are hyped. Dude was getting NBA Finals-level numbers for a preseason watch of Trey Lance's debut. Appreciate you guys for having me. It wasn't even the Trey Lance part.
3: I mean, people were hyped to watch, like, third-string offensive linemen and, like, the second-string fullback. I mean, Niner fans, man, they're insane. They, they love watching just anything.
1: Well, I feel like, okay, so this last Warriors season, um, we weren't really sure how it was going to go. We knew, we knew Steph's an all-timer. But, like, based off the way the year before ended, it was kind of a question mark. Are they – you know, they're going to be better, but are they, going to, are they going to get there? Or are they going to do this thing where they're, like, in the middle and infuriating because they won't make a move? I don't feel that way with Niner fans. I feel like Niner fans feel like they nearly went to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years with, like, Andy Liu playing quarterback. Now they have a quarterback prospect with a higher – like, the expectation yes. – I don't – basically – I don't buy anyone who's like, yeah, just get in the playoffs. That's a good, they all, I think Niner fans think this is a Super Bowl contender.
3: Absolutely. And the only question mark really is the quarterback. And I think it's not so much about his talent or his ceiling. It's just, can you get there quick enough? Right. He's 22 years old. Hasn't really played football. The last time he played a full season, he played out in the middle of North Dakota with no one really watching. Nothing, COVID
1: wasn't a thing. COVID <laughs> wasn't a
3: thing. It just, It's just different. And now he's the face of the franchise for the 49ers, one of the biggest brands with huge expectations. And it's like, how quickly can he get up to speed, right? We talk about the Warriors kids all the time, but honestly that, that team, as we all know, runs through Steph, Draymond, Clay, and then it's the kids where in football, this is very different. This is as good as the roster is. Ultimately it's going to come down to Trey Lance. And can he make enough plays, especially in the playoffs? For the 49ers to have a chance to win at all?
2: That's uh, my my big thing with Trey is is why is he balding in twenty two years old? That's the one. <laughs> no, nah, I look, Trey, Trey. The the thing about Trey that's it, it, with football, it's they have no choice but to rely on him because there's no there's no there's nothing else. It's the quarterbacks, the most important. If, in basketball, I mean, they nearly
1: like, put Debo at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I really
2: like. They had they had, and actually, that's another thing too. It's like how bad was Trey last year? Maybe not bad, but like how. Much better as he now versus last year, because we saw what Jimmy did last year, and I guess he does some good things, but you still watch Jimmy and you're like, that's the same old Jimmy. Trey must have been. He must have gotten a lot better in the offseason compared to what he was uh, during those, whatever, 17 weeks in the regular
3: season. I think that's honestly more of a Kyle Shanahan thing, because I think Kyle Shanahan, honestly, and he'll tell you this, probably felt more comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo, even if he just wanted to kill him at different times. And, you know, some of the best parts are if Jimmy misses a throw and you watch you All-22 and Kyle's throwing his hands up on the sidelines and you get like the TV shots of him yelling at Jimmy Garoppolo on the sidelines and things. And it makes you wonder like how bad or how not bad, but, you know, how much work Trey Lance had to do to really improve upon his game. And I think last season, Kyle just said we had this championship level roster. We were able to keep Jimmy Garoppolo under the salary cap. I know what I've got in him, right? He's he's limited, whatever, but I know what to expect and I can work around it, whereas Trey's just this giant unknown and I don't think he wanted to take on that challenge last season. And this year, I, he just has no choice. He just has to go all in. It's
1: time. It's time
3: and whatever happens, happens.
1: I also feel like when you watch Trey play, the the couple times he played in the regular season, like the first time he played, he absolutely looked as raw as like yep. advertised. The second time he looked a lot better but it was also very obvious why he needed like a full year of like working with professional level coaches, getting a little older and just the general developmental stuff. So as much as it, it was frustrating watching Jimmy last year, I'm like, I, I just have a hard time imagining if they put Trey in there last year, it wouldn't have spiraled into like the worst negative direction. And the thing
3: with quarterback, unlike other positions, it's not like you can just Jonathan, you can do like the Jonathan Kaminga plan, like kind of right. insert him in spots and, you know, put him in different positions and see, just let him feel it out. Right. right? With quarterback, it's, you just gotta be all in on one guy. And we well, we'll remember,
2: f- remember when the season started, they, they put Trey in for, for goal oh, line right. situations. Like I, we were <laughs> like, what is, and I remember I was, I was like, dude, just pick a guy. Like I actually don't even care if Trey and was terrible. Cause I mean whatever. We already know what Jimmy can do and they ended up actually making it. And so to go back to Sanspo, they actually ended up making it to the NFC championship game which
3: was kind of crazy. And had a chance to win. I was right. there. They were up double digits and honestly if, if a couple plays go the other way even with the quarterback play that they had, they probably had to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, and... It's
2: the Niners story, man. They always should win the last 10 decades. Like how many Super Bowls have they been like like they they probably should have won one at least. Uh, it's, in ways to win both of them. I mean, yeah,
1: I'm older. I'm older than Andy, so I actually remember them like being the Patriots and winning all those those Super Bowls. So it's like yeah. funny for me to watch, like you know, Andy be like he for him Niners is like getting to the cusp and then losing.
3: Yeah,
1: but um, he Rockers. has the perfect balance. He's he's got this. He's got this team that
3: always gets to the cusp, and he's got the team in the Warriors that just constantly wins. And there's the <laughs> yeah. Giants.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so. I'm of the belief the Niners would have won one of the – well, they made, they made the championship game two out of the last three years. So mm-hmm. 19 and 21. If they had a top 15 quarterback, they win one of those Super Bowls. That's like literally where my line is. My line is if they had Derek Carr – they would have won a Super Bowl, And I think Derek's fine. He's good. And Andy's rolling his eyes at me uh, because he knew I had to weave it in there. Uh, But like, it's like, that's like the line of like, just a little more competent. And so it it like begs the question, like, do you still think that's kind of the line for, for what they probably need, which is like, what I'm, what I'm saying is 15 is decidedly top half, like a little above average. Like, Average will get you to the cusp, but just a little better than average is probably enough. You don't need you don't need Aaron Rodgers. You need just you just need someone who's not like borderline backup quality.
3: The problem there is when you have just that Derek Carr, let's use as an example, that type quarterback and you win a Super Bowl. It's hard to keep that team together because they're not reliant on the quarterback. right? Right. It's the quarterback led teams that will be contenders over a longer period of time. If that team had won in 19 and they rolled it back with Jimmy Garoppolo, eventually they might not have signed some of the players and sure. eventually whatever, right? The salary cap catches up to you, et cetera. So some ways it feels like almost a blessing in disguise, right? Cause it forced them to look for an alternative option at quarterback. And now they land Trey Lance and we'll see how he turns out. But some ways I think in losing one of those, you know, those Super Bowls, it has led Kyle Shannon and John Lynch to be like, well, we need to, like, reevaluate our options and kind of reset the franchise, reset some expectations. And- so the,
1: the argument is if Trey hits, if he is Josh Allen, if he is Mahomes, you can just pencil your team into the playoffs for the next 10, 15 years. Ultimately putting yourself in better position to always be competitive than if they had just a little better quarterback, got that one done where we still know the team strength is defense and running, but they would have always been kind of the team who has to like be perfect around the quarterback.
3: Absolutely. You look back and you look at some Super Bowl winners and I think back to like the 2000 Ravens obviously sticks out to mind, right? Teams that are just like loaded for that one season. They have a fantastic defense. They have a middling quarterback and they just never quite get back to that level. And now, if Trey hits, it's a head coach and quarterback league. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. We'll see. Well, you know, the the word is out on Trey Lance, and if those guys. If he can hit, then well, then it's off to the races. Well, the
2: Niners have that loaded roster right now, too. We we could talk about the the Niners roster and kind of get off Trey a little bit. Like they have the roster to win now. That's why I think partly it's a little crazy because it's not luck because they plan it out this way, but they do have like a window. I think there's, there's separate windows. I think you look at, I think, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, like, like Tyreek's gone because, I don't know, whatever reason, right? Maybe they didn't want to pay him, whatever it was. Now he's gone. You could probably say that the Chiefs had the best chance to probably win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, not to say that they can't win again. They're still going to be good. They're still going to win 10-plus games. But the Niners right now, like, they're not ever going to have a team this good in its prime, right? Like, all their stars are in their prime. Trent Williams is in his prime. Nick Boza, like, Debo, all these guys like Debo. Who knows how long he's going to be playing this playing this style forever? Trent's older guy, Fred Warner, all these guys. I don't know. It it just feels like even though they have they need some patience with Trey Lance, it's like man, you could still win the Super Bowl right now, if not to say that you should win one. It, in the isn't next two that years.
1: isn't that the Mahomes argument? Because like the reason they had to move off Tyreek Kill is Mahomes' money's finally starting a million hit. dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's <laughs> like. They were able to pay like a top receiver, a top tight end, a top D tackle, all that stuff when Mahomes was on a rookie contract. And now it's you know he's getting paid what he's worth, probably still under to be honest. Uh, but like, <laughs> but like you know now now he has to quote unquote prove he can make a wide receiver great instead of just having a great receiver around him. And and I think Andy's right on that. Like for the next couple years, Trey's going to have probably the most stacked roster around him that he'll ever have in his career.
3: Absolutely. I, I always say the best spot to be in the NFL when you're as for a team is when you have a young uh, quarterback on a rookie contract who is performing better than expectations and you can just load the team around him, right? That's where Buffalo is right now around Josh Allen. They're able to go out. have Von Miller, just basically say, screw the this out. We're going to try to win one this year or next year. Before his, you know, his new contract
1: kicks in. His half a billion dollar contract hits, yeah.
3: <laughs> same thing with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, right? They've got a little bit longer of window because Herbert came in and just hit the ground running, whereas Josh Allen took a few years where I can see Trey Lance kind of going through the same thing, right? They wasted a year of his rookie contract with Jimmy Garoppolo last season. And I think this season is going to be more of a developmental year. It'll be up and down. And then next year, you're into year three of his, you know, rookie contract. And basically right after that, you're looking at extending him uh, if he's worth it, and all of a sudden the high cap hits start to hit. So, like Andy said, you've got maybe a year, two, three to just go out and win one.
2: Yeah, and, then and, that,
1: hope, and then hope Trey
2: carries you after that.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, then you get into the Russell Wilson situation where it's like, I actually feel like that's the perfect comp. Like they won the Super Bowl, and Russ was really more of a role player on that. Like he absolutely he made a couple plays, but it was definitely more about the defense and Marshawn. Um
3: I mean, and they then, gave him what eight points in the Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah, it? It, was, it was some, it, it was, was ridiculous. And, and yeah.
1: like, even in the championship game against the Niners, it's not like, like he, he put together a few more throws than Cap, but it wasn't like they handed the ball off all game. It wasn't like <laughs> it was like drop back 40 pass type thing, you know? Um, but, but then they, but then they turn the team over to him and let all those guys go. And then they just end up to proceed to be mediocre the rest of the Absolutely.
3: way. I think stylistically, that's actually a really good comp for how I think the 49ers want to handle Trey Lance's entry into the NFL this season. And next is very similar to the 2012, 2013 Seahawks teams, which is play defense, run the crap out of the ball and let Trey Lance game manage, have a few big plays and let's see what happens. I think, I, I think Kyle Shanahan and, P. Carroll kind of think along the same lines, even if 170 and the other one's like 42. They kind of think along the same lines, uh, football wise, and mm-hmm. I think that's what, what they're going to try to do, even if we want Kyle Shanahan to just uncork Trey Lance and you know just let him rip it like 40 times. No chance, arm
2: fatigue, dude. He's going to get tired. There's no <laughs> fucking I mean, all, chance.
1: All I'm hearing is I shouldn't be drafted Niners players on my fantasy team. So
2: never. I mean, never, but probably besides Debo or if you play defense just because you never know what's going to Oh,
1: yeah, the, the defense, yeah. but <laughs> It's yeah.
3: harder now, too, just because they have such a full complement of weapons. You just don't know any given week. And last season, like going into the year, you would have never expected Debo Samuel to, you know, no. take off the way he did. And halfway through, it became obvious. This season, I feel like you can bet on Brandon Ayuk the same way. He's the training camp star and his just off-season work with Trey Lance. It just looks like he's ready to hit the ground running they- this season.
1: Do they really – it seems like he has more chemistry with Ayuk than anyone. I, I say this all the time. I feel like he defends Trey Lance like George
3: Kittle defended Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he defends him like a big brother. He t- kind of takes care of him. He, like, looks after him a little bit. And I think they also have that on-field chemistry. It feels like Trey Lance will look to Brandon Ayuk more on third downs when he just needs a play. I feel like he's going to go to 11 more than 19 and 85 this season. And that's a testament to their off-season work. And, um, you know, is that Brandon, a good you- thing?
2: I guess my question is, is that a good thing because Debo with the ball in his hands, best player in the NFL. Kiddo. is kind of underrated now. It's like it's like nobody even talks about Kiddo and the dude's a monster. I don't know.
3: That's insane. If he if he's your like third best receiving right. option on this team, and then you throw on Jawan Jennings, you got Danny Gray, Ray Ray McCloud running deep, and obviously they're gonna roll out a bunch of running backs we've never heard of. And I just feel like the weapons they've got on this team is as good as they've had in the last three or four years. It's just just gonna come down to the quarterback.
2: Yeah. yeah, I always I'm always like, I don't know. I don't trust any even the cap days with Niners receivers because they just don't have a quarterback. And they also don't throw 30 times like they <laughs> like Shannon would rather run it with Jordan Mason 40 times before, he'll, before <laughs> he'll let Trey uh, get the get the ball. I feel like
1: he used to let Matt Ryan throw it a bunch, though. Um, Yeah, that that was a it, real quarterback. You know, the Niners don't have. a. Real, but that was a, that was not not a 32 year old in his
2: prime. Yeah, in so. his prime, like MVP <laughs> he won that year. You I mean, he, yeah, like that yeah exactly. Cool.
3: So it's.
1: Not but even easiest. that took
3: time, right? Because that was that was the second season. That, that really is that, that year really too.
1: is like the the strongest Kerr Shanahan comp there. Like the the amount of work you have to do to get the trust for him to let you do what you want to do. It's like it's a little more than an average coach. Like how long did it take Jordan? Has Jordan Poole even earned Steve Kerr's trust, or did he just like have to give it to him because everyone in the organization is like, relax.
3: It's funny because like, I it feels like Jordan Poole and, and a few of the Niners players are pretty tight. It feels like they Instagram each other about each other a lot. So I, I see a lot of those parallels there. I um I didn't I didn't see that. Who? I forget who it was. It wasn't Trey, but it was one of the younger guys on the team. Might have been like Juwan Jennings. It's one okay. of the receivers. I can't remember who, but it feels like they go back and forth. Maybe they uh, like share jerseys and things like that. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this Niners offense should be fun. Um,
2: I want to ask I want to ask about the Niners O-line because I think that that might be a problem, might be a little bit too in depth. But um, what, what do you what do you think about that there? Because they have uh, do they have a bunch of guys that have never played O-line before? Uh, that's it's going to be starting.
3: I actually think they're going to be better than people oh. credit for. And. Honestly, that's a testament to Spencer Burford, the fourth-round rookie that they drafted, because he's come out of nowhere. He spent the offseason working with Trent Williams. Trent Williams basically said, hey, if you're an old lineman on this team, you can come work out with me in Houston. I think he and uh, Jason Poe, who was an undrafted free agent, took him up on that offer. So he got close to Trent Williams. He was on the Trent Williams workout plan, which is pretty good. And he's looked pretty good. So I think he's got the right guard spot locked down. And then they got Aaron Banks with the draft in the second round, who's, I think, going to be more of a project-type player. Which is awful for someone, you know. You trade up to get in the second round, but he's gonna be work in progress. And I think I think Jake Brendel's probably got a hold of the center spot. I th- I just think they're gonna be better than yeah we give them credit for. And, yeah. and Trey Lance looked apart on Saturday. He felt some pressure. He he ran on one of the that was Russell Wilson, like right. That was with the slide too. First yeah. time he ever slid. Yeah, very odd. Mean. Yeah, I was like, okay, good.
1: And but- I also I wonder how much Kyle's gonna just be able to scheme it up. Like you talk about like making a play versus the scheme, like probably the best coach in terms of just like, he's going to be open, just literally throw it to the spot. Like 15 plays a game like that, like that, that sort of stuff should make it easier on Trey, particularly in year one. And also kind of why Jimmy was frustrating.
3: So, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people point back to like the NFC title game where Aaron Donald was blowing up Dan Bronco. Well, that's Aaron friggin' Donald. He's <laughs> yeah. been doing that to like anyone in front of him. And at that point, you know, you just hope your quarterback's good enough and athletic enough to evade, evade pressure, make plays, know where to go with the ball. And unfortunately, those plays get highlighted because they happen at the highest level of the game. It's either in the Super Bowl or the NFC title game. And, you know, there's always the arguments that the O-lines fall as the quarterbacks fall. And I always lean that it's on the quarterback ultimately, like Jimmy Gropp on those spots just has to know when to get rid of the ball or make a play. Right. You can't expect Dan Brunskill, former AF player, to be able to block Aaron Donald. And You know that is what it is, but you hope that the rookies they've got in the O line and Trey Lance and they can just make it work this season.
1: Let's let's tie back to the Warriors real quick for before we move on. Um, What do you think is the fundamental difference between the Warriors attempting to essentially do what the NFL always does, which is like integrate kids with a team that's already good, and whereas like the Niners. You know, obviously, Super Bowl caliber roster outside of the quarterback, which isn't to say he can't do it, but it's just kind of like everything is determined on what he's going to be.
3: Uh, one team has Steph Curry.
1: <laughs> it's pretty easy to integrate
3: kids when you have an all timer like that, and you could just turn them in the finals and say, bring us home. And he's out there in game four dropping buckets. And the 49 is just don't quite have that because in the NFL, it's it's quarterback, dependent, it's quarterback. Right? Yeah. And ultimately, in basketball, if you just, it doesn't matter what position that person, that player is right. Point guard, wing, whatever. Ultimately that, that's all the difference is, right? They've got Steph and you can throw it. What feels like any, any other four guys on the court with them and it feels like he's going to bring you home at this point. It, it's
2: like, it's like if, if the if Trey five years from now or ten years from now, it's like, it's like basically what the Chiefs are doing, um, where they could just throw who, who's that guy that they're hyping up this this off season? They're hyping up that um, that wide receiver who who's Juju. always more.
3: or Juju uh, Ju,
2: Juju the other guy that's
3: he's Sammy been Watkins
2: that he's been there. He's the kid that's been the fast kid who, who like who's always dropping. Oh, bio Miko Miko yeah, Miko Miko that's the guy. That's the guy where it's like, all right, like they're hyping him up, and you're just like, okay, like I, I don't, I don't know about this guy. He's like, burned
1: it, me. He's burned me
2: way too many times. <laughs> I think that's why words coming from for me, where it's just like, all right, what are we, what are we doing here? You got Patrick Mahomes, so you can, you can kind of mess around and, and put random guys around him, and they'll still be okay. But, but what's the ceiling? So, um, what are your predictions uh, for the Niners this uh, this season?
3: I think if they can stay healthy, given their schedule, it's pretty favorable. A lot of the tougher games are at home, really? which is nice. That's- um it's it's a tough start out the gate but I, I can see them going like 11 6 12 5 somewhere in that range i think they'll be competing for the division with the rams rams have a, a slightly tougher schedule it's going to come down to those divisional games they get they just don't play well against the division they lost both those seattle games last year Yeah, but russ is gone one f- russ, feel like is, russ gone. is the boogeyman Russ has gone. He played awful in that game last year up here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um and they still found a way to win. And so I think they went Seattle. what? 1 and 5, 2 and 4 in the division last year which I think 2 and 4. They beat the Rams twice. I mean, and the end you just can't do that. I think if they like go 3-3 three, three in the division, you could see like a 12 and 5 season, maybe win the division. And then from from there it's just so matchup dependent, right? Unlike the NBA seven game series you can it feels like the better team or the team that has the best player yeah. always comes out on top in the nfl it's just in these one game situations it's just it's just kind of what happens on that day but i think the thing with this 49ers team and kyle shanahan in general he has them ready for these big games just in, in the playoffs their two playoff runs or any game where like week 18 against the rams it just feels like he has his team just ready for the spot ready for the moment and so i, th- I think they're going to get into the playoffs and then it, and then at that point it's just kind of matchup dependent yeah. and where it falls from there i I
2: think they're they're in the nfc there's a, I think the better the better teams that debt wise is probably in the in the afc like i don't i don't don't see how they would beat the bills the chiefs and all these guys with these quarterbacks but against the eagles the cowboys Um, we've seen what we do against the pack uh, again they do against the packers right the bucks even who knows what's going on with tom brady yeah probably the only (laughs) team that it feels like it's like the rams are probably better than them like it's
3: just i absolutely i think they're in that Tier one B, right? I think the Rams, Packers, and Bucks are probably in that tier one in the NFC, just because of who yeah. they have at quarterback. I just know what what they are and what they represent. And I if Trey Lance can sure. just high floor, right? Whereas if Trey Lance can just just look comfortable on the season, then the confidence just starts to build, and if they can stay healthy.
1: Man, just watch out. My uh, my hot take is this defense is going to be better than the 2019 defense. Ooh. Nick Bosa is going to win defensive player of the year Ooh. Um, and expectations are going to be immense on Trey by the time we get to about week nine, 10 and they're like eight and one or something silly like that. Like it's, I think they're going to honestly come out as hot as they did in 2019. Um, that team obviously went eight, no, to yeah, start you know, the season, right. but yeah. like in some ways this team just feels, I'm looking at the schedule now because I, I hadn't, Studied it in detail. Kind of weak the first like <laughs> six weeks. Like I, I, LA's the Rams are well, tough. Baylor
2: Seahawks is two and zero. Oh. I think they got a Broncos.
1: At Broncos, um, it, yeah. Again, Russell Wilson's annoying. Um, <laughs> but it's like it does feel like they should be, you know, seven wins at at or six wins. I guess six and two going into the bye week. There, so I'm putting money on the Niners to go over and be very difficult. That's my, that's my take.
3: I know, I know Andy had the tweet before the Warriors season started where you, <laughs> that blew up. You had the schedule and you're like, worst case scenario, they're going to go nine and one, mm-hmm. one or something like that. Right. I need one of those before the <laughs> Niners season.
1: Starts. I, the,
2: the crazy thing is I'm less bullish on the team than, than Sam is. I think Sam is, it's it
1: just, I just don't know. Look, they get way the con- too excited about the trenches. Andy's Andy's looking at a quarterback who's like played two games of football in five years. <laughs>
2: 22. 22 <laughs> is insane. 22 is insane. Uh people always ask me, they're like, they're like, What do you do you see some like James Wiseman? Because you know, obviously we talk talk a lot of warriors. Do you see some James Wiseman and Trey Land? So and I and I'm always like, No, because Trey Didn't play not because he was injured. I mean, he kind of hurt his finger, but like I always thought the comp was more like Kinlaw, where it's like, where it's like I was thinking that too. Kinlaw's hurt. He's got a ton of potential. Um, he's he's kind of purely
1: drafted based on just size and a physical outlier. Like you don't find men that size who move like that. That's it. Like kind of like
2: and and with and with Trey, it's like well, he's got some cool athleticism and, and stuff like that too. But they drafted him because the dude is smart. They drafted him because they think that he can actually play quarterback, not because he's got a cannon of an arm. Uh, the other day, I think Kyle was saying that he, the the choice was between Mac and Trey, which I was like, oh my God. I remember all three of us were talking a lot uh, before the draft. And we, I was hoping that was Justin Fields, but if they were looking at just size and, and athleticism and all that, they probably would have looked at Justin Fields, right? So it always felt like they were they were looking at more than just that. So I don't know. The comparison to, to Wiseman never really
3: made sense to me. The Javon Kinlaw thing makes a ton of sense because, like James Wiseman, it felt like he was never, I don't want to say needed, but it felt like with Kavon Looney there, it felt like they could just kind of like slowly roll him in. Unfortunately, he's dealt with injuries. And with Kinlaw, it's kind of been the same thing, right? He's had injuries, but they've got a bunch of guys i got chris kassarik yeah, like lineman jesus yeah i mean they they had last year was like dj jones filled the void this year i think it'd be like kevin gibbons if if say javon Kinlaw can't stay healthy or whatever so i think i think the comp there makes way more sense than to, to him. And,
1: and just yeah. the reach on tools like um kinlaw obviously you just don't find guys who are what was it six five yeah. six yeah. five six six like three ten and he moves, a six, he moves he moves <laughs> Guys, that's I shouldn't move like that, which is the number one thing you see with Wiseman. You're like, yeah, guy that's I shouldn't move like that. Um, but like every other aspect of the game, you're like, this is gonna let's take, see, this let's is see. gonna take time. Whereas, like, I agree with you. Like, you see Trey, and I'm like, oh, he carries himself like a quarterback, like, like a veteran court. Like, there's just the yeah. um, yeah, there's the gravitas towards his teammates. And like, it's corny, it's cliche, but it, it is, it, it means a lot. Brock, Brock Purdy's
2: like, I look up to him, and I'm like, I'm looking it up, and I'm like, Brock Purdy's 22, Trey Lance is 22. All,
1: right, <laughs> all, and that's all I'm going to say is like, everyone saw what happened in Cleveland with with Baker. Oh boy! So like, the minute you have a quarterback who doesn't have leadership qualities, it, it's one of those things that shows more when they lack it than when they do yeah. have. Do have like you cool. don't realize what you're missing until you see the quote unquote like opposite. And then you're like, oh, this is, this is bad.
3: <laughs> and, and ultimately with the Warriors, as long as they have Steph, they never have to worry about like, you right. know, like leadership and all that kind of stuff. Right. Cause it's all going to run through him. And uh, ultimately with this team, even if they've got other veteran leaders like Trent, Debo, et cetera, ultimately I think everyone looks at the quarterback and they expect Trey Lance to have those leadership qualities, even at 22, even in the second year, I think they looked at him to be that.
1: Yeah. All right, Akash, we appreciate you. Anything you want to plug before we get out here? Nothing else. Just uh watch playback. We'll be
3: there every game this season. Come hop on with us. Watch playback. Nice. Uh Niners Nation. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be talking 49ers, but nothing else, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. I've been listening for a long time. Well before I we probably talked off of uh you know, off the podcast. Love so I nice. appreciate you for having me.
1: I Thanks love it. Me. We'll get you on here. Particularly, the, the better the Niners do, the more we're gonna have to bake in <laughs> Niners segments. So, so let's hope that let's hope they keep it up. You know, because like honestly, we're getting no Giants media on here. We don't want to talk. We don't want to talk about that at all. So, <laughs> I appreciate you.